there are so many things that happen in the church that are, are just so neat, so uh, amazing and encouraging. And sometimes it's just something that someone says almost in passing. Um, it, it might be just a conversation in the hallway or in the foyer after church or um, maybe something that somebody said in uh, a class lecture or something like that. And it was just something that made an impact on your mind, the way kind of that, that you saw things. And so the idea starting today and going through the rest of the month is a series of three pieces of advice that um, either the speaker <laughs> receives or the speaker is going to pass on to us, or maybe both. Uh, he received it, now he's passing it on. But um, designed to, to be something that will maybe make a difference to you. It made a difference to uh, the speakers. We've got people from uh, all over that are going to be coming in and speaking in chapel. But our brother, Wayne Berger, is going to uh, kick this off today. Uh, if you didn't know, Wayne has been uh, with the Bible Institute since 1991. And um, someone that uh, we've grown to love and appreciate very much. Uh, Wayne is one that uh, I even mentioned in class this morning how it's always fun to bring up an idea or a topic to Wayne because next thing you know, he's going to be giving uh, and probably writing an article on Thank you. Thank you. See what time it is and uh, go from there. I'm going to start by reading a couple of passages and uh, might let you figure out what they're talking about. I'm going to start with Proverbs 24, uh, 30 through 34. Uh, Proverbs 20, uh, 30 through 34. And the next passage is going to be in Proverbs also, but uh, we'll tell you that in a minute. I passed by the field of the sluggard and by the vineyard of the man lacking sense. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles and its stone wall was broken down. When I saw, I reflected upon it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then your poverty will come as a robber, and your want like an armed man. Think about that. We're going to go now to Proverbs 6 and read some similar thoughts uh, uh, written by, of course, Solomon. Here we're going to begin in verse 6. Proverbs 6, beginning in verse 6. <clears throat> Go to the ant, O sluggard, observe her ways and be wise, which have no chief, chief, of, chief officer or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provisions in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, your poverty will come in like a vagabond, 
and your need like an armed man. What's he talking about? He's talking about, uh, in that case, a farmer, but he's a sluggard. He's lazy. He won't work. And his field shows it. You got thistles, you got the wall broken down, and the other fellow says, Go to the ant. He doesn't, he's not a sluggard. Man, he prepares now for the winter and so on. My first bit of advice is develop a work ethic. Don't be a sluggard. <laughs> develop a, a work ethic. Of course, uh, you may not fully know and understand or appreciate the fact that you're going to become a preacher today, but basically that's why we're here, to learn the Bible and hopefully become preachers. And I, I would like for you to have a passion for preaching. If you've got a passion for preaching, you'll have a work ethic. If you don't have that passion, you may not have that work ethic. So I want you to develop a work ethic. I want you to be thinking about it. Of course, naturally, you might think of it, and I'm going to read it again in terms of Jeremiah. Listen to his passion uh, for preaching. Jeremiah 20, verses 9 and 10. He had become discouraged. He was ready to quit. But if I say... I will not remember him or speak any more in his name. Then in my heart, it becomes like a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I am weary of holding it in. And I cannot endure it. For I have heard the whisper of the many terrors on every side. Denounce him. Yes, let us denounce him. All my trusted friends watching for all my faults say... Perhaps he will be deceived so that we may prevail against him and take our revenge on him. Look at verse 9. Then in my heart, it becomes like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones, and I am weary of holding it in. I cannot endure it. Jeremiah may have become discouraged. I'm just going to quit preaching. But he said, I couldn't. There's just a burning in my bones, and I've got to say something. That's what we want you to have, is that kind of burning passion for preaching. That simply says, I've got to do it. It was common in my day, and even before, for when anybody became a, decided to become a preacher, or somebody come up and say, if you can do anything else, don't preach. They said it to me. What do they mean by that? If you can be satisfied doing something else, go do something else. We want you to have the attitude that you cannot be satisfied doing anything else. You've got to preach. We want you to have that kind of uh, passion about preaching. And so the very first point is develop a work ethic. And if you've got that passion for preaching, you'll develop that. Two or three ideas that might help you with regard to developing that passion for preaching and that work ethic is, of course, you've got to be a self-starter. You know, most jobs that you go to, you, the guy picks up a time card and puts it in a machine and it checks when he came in, and when he leaves, he punches that time card in that machine and, and it checks out when he leaves. 
most churches aren't that way. Maybe they should be, but I haven't seen any of those churches that have a time clock. So, you, you, you know, you can slough off, you can be that sluggard, and nobody may know it for a while, but it'll catch up with you. And so I, I want you to, you've got to be a self-starter. You've got to be motivated to do this because you just want to do it. You've got to preach. You've got to say something. So be a self-starter. That's the first point in terms of being a good, uh, having a good work ethic. Have a schedule. You can get more done if you work on a schedule. You know, if you do everything haphazardly, you may get it done. You may not. More than likely, you won't. Get some kind of schedule. When I was in local work and not teaching here, I had a certain schedule. I did certain things on Monday, certain things on Tuesday, certain things on Wednesday. Every day of the week, I had a certain thing needed done. We've got to have a schedule. I know you're in school and you need a schedule here. Uh, I know you go to a lots of activities in the evenings, but I think you need to be studying two or three hours each evening. Uh, even if you just read over your notes, put them back into shape, understand them what you wrote. You need to develop a schedule, and and developing a schedule will help you develop that uh, work ethic. I'd encourage you also to be a reader. Uh, If you're not a reader, I don't know why you're here. Uh, Preachers need to be readers, Uh, readers of everything. Of course, read the Bible for sure, that's true, but we need to read a lot of other things. We need to read all kinds of books. We need to read bulletin articles. We need to read religious articles. We need to read religious magazines. All of this will help you stay fresh. It'll help you to uh, have something to say. You need to read the opposition. Read people things that you don't agree with. Read articles by those folks who refute what you believe in. We need to be readers of God's Word. I prefer a book. It doesn't matter how you read it. You probably read it on your phone or on your tablet or something like that. But, but my point is simply we need to be readers if we're going to do it. We could also say, and maybe this should have been said first, be teachable. Be teachable. Uh, and we, we need to have a heart that says, I want to learn. Now, when you're here, you'll probably hear some things that go against whatever you've been taught all your life. Be teachable. I'm not saying you accept it because we say it, but you need to be at least open to it and understand it and evaluate it and make your decision about it. Be teachable. If you're not teachable, you need to leave today and not uh, take up all the other time that's going to be put into you uh, while you're here. Be teachable in all these things. And, and, And related to that is, of course, realize you don't know it all. Now, sometimes... Uh, when young preachers leave preacher schools, they got all the answers. And what I tell them is, you don't even know all the questions. Uh, you don't know it all. Be teachable and understand. Search things. Be willing to listen to the other side. Uh, realize you don't know it all, but that you are still studying. I dare say there's not a faculty member on this end that isn't still learning. Uh, when you quit learning, you may as well retire. You're through. And so we need to be people who are constantly reading and studying and questioning and, and looking for some answers in those things. And with that, though, in terms of reaching out to ser- save people and uh, preach the lost, don't develop a Messiah complex. A Messiah complex is, I can save everybody. I'm sorry, you can't. I wish you could, but you can't. 
Uh, learn to just be satisfied. Do what you can. Teach what you can. Leave it with God. Let that handle. Don't worry about trying to save everybody. Sometimes we get so uh, aggravated in trying to teach somebody that they will not see it. And they won't obey it. They won't react to it. That sometimes it affects our attitude, and we get defensive, and we get argumentative, and we get uh, def and a bad attitude about it. Just learn to accept we can't always teach and convert everybody. We do what we can to, to help everybody, but that, that's it. Another aspect of developing a work ethic, be willing to go and do whatever the Lord calls you to do. Uh, you know, I've known preachers, I'm going to preach, but I'm only going to preach if it's right here in this little town or right here in this little state. Be open to it. Uh, you may never know what the Lord will do with you and where he'll take you and how much you... I'm just a country boy from Alabama. I never would have believed I've gone everywhere I've gone preaching the gospel. We need to be open to it. Be willing to go. Uh, don't worry about those idea of, uh, uh, I don't know if I can do that. Jump in there and be challenged. Uh, get out of your comfort zone. Do what you can to, to grow yourself. And to be able, I, I've seen young preachers come out of school and, well, they just can't preach two sermons a Sunday. What? Uh, I, I can't really teach and preach two on Sunday. Wait a minute, develop this work ethic. I don't care if it is a challenge at first. The more you uh, study, the grow, more you'll grow. Accept uh, the challenge and accomplish it, uh, what you need to do. Second bit of advice deals with money matters. See, I'm going to be real broad, and all these folks who follow me, uh, they can give you the other details, but I'm going to, give you, I'm going to cover a broad spectrum here. Uh, first off, with regard to money matters, learn to live within your means. Learn to live within your means. If you move to a place and, they, and you, you ought not move to that place unless you think you can live with the salary they're going to be paying you. If you can't do that, we need to get more money or go somewhere else or something. But we need to learn to live within our means because if we don't, we may leave a tragic story of debts unpaid and uh, bad reputations and some things like that. Learn to live on your, within your means. Uh, don't fall for these get-quick schemes that are coming along. It'll be easy when you're uh, struggling for money for somebody to come along and the, uh, you'll be able to make $1,000 a week just with no time at all. Be careful about any of those uh, that sound too good to be true. They're probably not true. And so don't fall for those easy schemes like that. I'll also give a warning in terms of... Um, Maybe you do need some, uh, and I'm not talking about where you have to work to really support yourself and you preach sort of uh, otherwise. I'm not talking about that kind, but I would warn you, if you're supposed to be able to live on the salary they give you, be careful about taking some secular jobs to make a little extra money. What quite often happens is the secular job begins to take all your time and you slight your preaching and you don't study as you ought to, 
So be very careful in terms of uh, accepting uh, these other secular jobs that might help you. I'd also encourage you, avoid covetousness. By that I mean, you know, you may not have the best salary. And you begin looking around in the congregation and you see some young men that are making a lot more money than you are. Their families are doing a lot more things that you can't do. And pretty soon you begin to covet that and you begin to try to find an answer for it. That's when you may go out and find another job. Be careful about covetousness. Learn to live within your means. Uh, Don't worry about the fact that some other folks are making more money. Uh, You may have a greater opportunity for spiritual growth than they do. You may have some benefits of not being as wealthy as they are. But my point would simply be, Uh, Don't become covetous or jealous of those folks who may be your age and they make a lot more money and they have a lot more things to offer their family. But uh, be be willing to be satisfied with where you are. I'm not saying it's not okay to try to advance, but we need to try to balance those things. Do and be as wise as you can, money-wise, But at the same time, trust God. Solomon said, excuse me, David said in Psalm 37, 25, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. David said, God will take care of us. I believe that's true. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things that he's just named, houses and clothing and food. These will come. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And God will see that all have those things there. We need to recognize those things. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. So there has to be this wisdom in dealing with our money. There must be this wisdom in knowing how to handle it. But at the bottom line is, let's trust God that uh, uh, he will take care of us. In connection with that, I would also encourage you to be generous with what you have. I know you may not have much, but if, you don't have, if you're not generous when you don't have much, you won't be generous when you have a lot. Uh, so we need to learn how to be generous with what we have. I've appreciated, and you'll be dealing with the brethren. They're the best people in the world. They're the most generous people in the world. You'll be given things. I remember, I think it was in 1992, I was teaching down here in a class. I was going to make a mission trip. Uh, and I'd sent out letters to raise the funds. And in walked Denny and gave me a check for $50. I had not sent him a letter. He found out I was going, but he was generous. I've had other people. I, when I began teaching down here, because I was supported at Columbine, the school didn't pay me. But there's a family there, Clyde and Paul and Reed. When they found out I wasn't paid for teaching, every quarter I taught, they'd give me some money. You will be dealing with generous people. You need to learn to be generous also. Not just generous with your money, but generous with your time. Generous with your talent. Generous with your uh, uh, abilities. You can help folks along that line. Uh, Third point I would make, and since the bell is rung, be appreciative and show appreciation. Uh, If I look back, I'm afraid I wasn't as... uh, thankful as I should have been. 
How many of us can look back? And, I, and you're young enough, you don't have to look back. Uh, you can do it from now on. Be appreciative and express that appreciation. Uh, keep a stack of thank you cards and write thank you notes from time to time. Be appreciative for what God has done for you through your brethren and for others. There's nothing like saying thank you for what's being done to you and, or expressing it in a note or something like this. So my three notes of uh, advice, develop a work ethic. Uh, be able to uh, be generous. And third thing is be appreciative for what people do for you. Express that appreciation. Let them know that you appreciate them. Uh, if you uh, will be, if you will know that they that you are appreciated, preachers will stay in a place when they are appreciated, even if money is not what it ought to be. We need to express appreciation just as we want appreciation. And so, uh, may these three things help you as you begin your ministry. Uh, have a passion for preaching. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs>